wonderful he is. How wonderful our God is. How glorious our God is. How kind our God is. There's no one greater. There's no one kinder. There's no one better. There's only one God that can do all the things that he does. He's the only God that holds the world in balance. Oh, you are king all by yourself. You do not need the worship of men to be king, but you allow it. And you take pleasure in our worship. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we celebrate this God? I don't think it's loud enough. It's not loud enough. Hallelujah. Praise God. Before you take your seat, turn to the person next to you. Ask them, how's your day? Hope you're good. Hope you came with your faith. Hope you're okay. All right, so you can take your seats. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm sure some of you are wondering, what's this woman doing here on a Wednesday? God sent me to you. Hey. Because even me too, I queried him. I said, why? Why can't I just preach on the island and be okay? He said, there's somebody here I want to bless. And that person will be you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, we're starting a new series today called um, Faith Chronicles. I feel like I'm echoing the admin in me won't allow it to land before I say it. I'm echoing. Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right. So we're starting a series called Faith Chronicles. And the series is really about sharing faith stories and faith journey. You know, next week we're starting IWOF. How many of you are excited? You should be excited. All right. And um, we're just sharing. So today I've come to share my story. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But I'm going to start with Hebrew 10 verse 38, the A, A part of it. I won't talk. Praise the Lord. All right. Now the just shall live by faith. Now the just shall live by faith. Now please go to Habakkuk 2 verse 4. I'm going to read the Amplified. And then I'm going to read the message translation. Habakkuk 2, verse 4. See. See. Look at the proud one. His soul is not right within him. But the righteous will live by his faith. It says the righteous will live by his faith in the Lord, in the true God. Ampl uh, message translation. He said, look at that man, bloated by self-importance. How many of you know some men that are bloated by self-importance? Where they say, self-made millionaire. Really? <laughs> bloated by self-importance. Full of himself, but in his soul is empty. He says he's full of himself, but really in his soul, he's empty. He said, but the person in right standing before God, through loyal and steady believing, is fully alive, really alive. And that loyal, if you check the dictionary definition of faith, it says when you are loyal, praise God. Please, until I say remove, don't remove, eh? eh I've come, I've come. Praise God. It says, if you check the dictionary definition of faith, it means loyal and steady believing in something or someone. 
He now says, the Bible now says that when you are loyal and steady believing, that is when you are really alive. And he says that's when you are fully alive. I dare say that if you've not been experiencing miracles in your life, you've not been using your faith. You've not been using your faith. How do I know you have faith? You are sitting here. The fact that you believe that there's a God and you come here every Wednesday or every Sunday to worship him, it shows that you have some measure of faith. Now, what brings results? What brings that fully alive life? What brings that miracle is the use of your faith. Even in healing, when they're preparing crusade, do you know why they preach? Why doesn't the man of God just come and say, heal, 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 heal? No, no, no. He needs your faith to be activated for you to get that healing. That's why they preach. That's why we preach. We need you to be alive in your faith. Go and use your faith to get the results. So for you to get results, oh, you must have faith. And not just have it, you must use it. You must use it. Um, I think it's in Hebrew where they talked about by faith Abraham received by Moses. Can you just, I want to quickly run through that. It should be in Hebrew. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. It says by an act of faith, Abel wrote a be- brought a better sacrifice to God than Cain. Do you know, it's an act of faith to give. Because first of all, first of all, you've not seen God before. But what he said is that, if you give, I will give unto you, right? So it takes faith for you to say, look, I believe what this God has said, so I give. And Abel believed that God deserved a better sacrifice. It's an act of faith, though. So it's by faith that Abel gave a better sacrifice. Next person. Next person. He says, by faith, Enoch skipped death. He, by, he, he avoided the normal course of life. Because there's a normal course of life. You, you, you are born, you must die. By faith, he skipped it. Some of you are skipping normal courses of life. It's a normal course of life. You skip it. He says, he skipped it by faith. Yes, we all know Enoch's story. Next. By faith, Noah. That one, they've never seen rain before. Somebody now said, water will stop. And I know it's easy to imagine now because all of us have seen rain. But imagine if God told you that stone will start falling from the sky. You know yourself, you will laugh first because you won't believe him. But it was by faith that he believed that if this God said it, he will do it. If he said water will, I've never seen it before. But if he said that water will come from the sky, water will come from the sky. This is not my time. This is not my time. Praise the Lord. All right, next person. By faith, Abraham. By faith. See, the truth is, this was written about men in the Bible. This is really like a chronicle of how men in the Bible got their victory through faith. There should be a chronicle of how Neka by faith, how Adaniah by faith, how Femi by faith, how so many by faith. That should be your life because it says the just shall live by faith, which means that on a normal day, your life should be filled of miracles. Your life should be filled of testimony because if it requires just your faith, then why are you not getting the results? Hallelujah. Tonight, I'm here to tell you, by faith, Amaka received. I'm going to share my testimony. And then I'm going to share learning points from my testimony. So, I will start by saying that the first time I truly recalled that I put my faith to work was when I first gave my life to Christ. Right? I mean, since then, there have been many, many miracles. So if I sit here telling you the different things that have happened to me, we'll be here a while. So let me start with the first one. Then I will go to the most recent one, which is really why I'm here, the most recent one. In school, I gave my life to Christ in school. 
right? Um, for those of you that know me, I schooled abroad. I schooled in the UK. Settle it. I schooled in the UK, right? And I gave my life to Christ. Um, but my church from my house, I, see, I used to stay in the school dormitory. My church from my house was two buses away, right? So you need to enter two buses to get to my church and two buses to get back. So as a student now, it's not every time you have money, Abby. And so that fateful day, I was very broke. The brokenness was not just brokenness in cash. It was also brokenness in the accounts. There was no shishi. In fact, I think I was in minus. I was in minus, to be honest. Um, so on that day, I had, let me just for the sake of, because I can't remember the amounts and I can't remember the details. Over, I'm just going to use for the sake of illustration. Let's say it takes pound fifty for me to get to church and pound fifty for me to get back home. So I had only, what, three pounds. In heaven and on earth, three pounds. So that morning, I got up and I went to church. And I was in service. And the pastor was preaching. You know one of those powerful messages that from death, you can enter the bush and start preaching the word of God. Have you ever had one of those messages? Very powerful. I was moved by the Holy Ghost. And... God now told me the Holy Spirit, then I didn't know it was the Holy Spirit, but something in me then, but now I know it was the Holy Spirit, told me, give everything you have. My one pound fifty. I should give it. But you know, because I was in the euphoria of the moment, you know, there's a feeling. I don't know how, if you've never felt it, I feel sorry for you. There's a feeling. You're in the atmosphere of the Holy Ghost. You're not really thinking things through. <laughs> you are not thinking. Because if you think, I for no job that money. That's my only bus ride. Two buses. I can't walk it now. So I, I dropped my money. And the, and the most annoying part was that the basket did not reject it. It did not say, Madam, Madam, Madam. How will you get back home? Nothing happened. It just carried, the basket carried it and went past me like that. So church ended. Then I came to myself. I now realized, ah, how will I get back home? It now occurred to me because, look, you may not understand, um, because in Nigeria, Nigeria, we're very giving and we're very communal. So, for instance, if I came to church today and I didn't have money, I won't really be, I won't be moved because worse comes to worse, I will go outside and say, please, oh, are you heading to social place? And I'll enter somebody's car. And everybody is so loving. In the UK, ah, they are not like that, oh. It's only in the UK that I know that they invite you for a party and you bring your own money to pay to it. You know, if anybody invites me for a party, I come that, ah, the guy don't declare. Not like, yo. In the UK, when you are going for a party, you hold your own money, yo. Because really and truly, when they ask, how, in fact, even the waiter will ask you, single bill or split? Which means that as you have eaten, you must be cautious what you order. You can't just go and say, my friend is having a party and order anyhow. Do you understand? That's how they are very tight, very tight-fisted though. Eh? If anybody tell you that when you go to the UK, don't worry, you will stay in my house. Carry your money. Because you will be calling. They won't pick. So you have to understand the mindset of a typical UK, somebody that is in UK. And I understood it very well. So that was why after service, I was very worried. How will I go back home? So as I was sitting there, somebody just came to meet me. And I still remember his name to today. His name was Patrick. He just passed me and he just said, I'm like, where do you stay? And I told him. He said, come with me. As I followed him, that's how I entered car. Chauffeur driven to my house. That was miracle number one. And you would think that that's where the miracle stopped. But you know God now. He must overdo. And don't you know God? He must overdo now. So he, the following day, my, I remember I was staying in a hostel. So the hostel was very close to school. So I was walking to school as normal because I felt like once I spent these three pounds, at least from Monday to Friday, I went to class. No problem. There's food in the house. 
it's not cold. I'm okay. Until next week Sunday, God will provide. So as I was walking to school, I felt a nudging to check my bank accounts. Then I didn't know that it was the Holy Spirit, but I just felt like, I just kept on hearing, check your bank account, check your bank account, check your bank account. I'm like, what is there? I know what is there. And normally in the UK, it's the same thing. Here, once somebody credits you, you receive an alert now. Abby, I didn't receive any alerts. So what am I checking? Abby? But I just felt pressed. So I went to the ATM close to my class and checked. And there I saw 100 pounds. He said, Lyle, I wasn't who. I said, hey, God, these bankers made a mistake. They've credited me by mistake. Oh, God, me that I just came to UK with student visa. Let them not deport me. I will not go out. You know, some of you, some of you that are not good, you would have quickly withdrawn that 100 pounds, have you? I know your hearts. <laughs> I didn't have that kind of heart. So I was, I was honestly, I was sincerely worried because I wasn't expecting any money. I didn't expect any money to be there. I didn't receive any um, credit alert that said, oh, receive from nothing. So it was so weird for me to get 100 pounds. So after, after school, as the good girl that I am, I just went to the bank and said, Madam, I saw one money in my account. Please, I would like to know where it is from. So the lady said, oh, no problem, no problem. So she, she typed into her, do, 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 do. she just looked up, looked up at me, looked at me and said, oh, Madam, interest crystallized. I said, you say, he said, interest crystallized. Please, zero. Twenty percent. Let's just say twenty percent times zero is what? So on what basis? But God decided to crystallize it with interest. And to be honest, this is how faith works. You take a step without really knowing the outcome. Without really knowing the outcome. And then God, God does overdo. Now, fast forward, because look, from that time, I gave my life to Christ when I was in university. Till now, uh, I can't, testimony after testimony after testimony. So, I felt like all this while, I'm a woman of faith. I'm a woman, I'm a pastor of faith. I felt it, I'm strong, I was strong in my heart till 2023. <clears throat> so, it started in 2022, actually. November time, Pastor K said, oh, that." He's going to go to Canada. Do you all remember when Pastor K declared, I'm going to Canada, I'm going to the U.S., I'm going. So, you know, he had made all those declarations. And, of course, because of who I am, I automatically keyed in and started walking towards the conference, right? And I, I knew that I was going to travel. But I had never been to Canada before. I've been to the U.S. multiple times. I schooled in the U.K. I lived in the U.K. So I thought to myself, this ain't no big deal, Really? I'm just going to apply, and I'm going to get the visa. You know, there's, a, there's an Igberaga you have when you've done something several times and you've gotten results. After a while, you're like, Canada? Really? Is there such a place? <laughs> anyway, in November 2022, I started applying, and there was just always something wrong with my application. For some reason, either something will not download or something. It was just always a struggle. And I would, Mr. Blessing had applied, so I would reach out to her and say, Bless you, this thing, is this how this thing is supposed to be? Uh, okay, ma. See, now they are giving me notes. I'm no longer the one giving notes. The note says... <laughs> okay, so, like I was saying, I would call Blessing and say, Blessing, this thing, is it downloading? It's not working in my system. And bless him, say, it worked now. I say, is this the website? He said, no. And I was trying, there was always some issue with the application. And um, so, because I pushed it, pushed it, pushed it. I was able to apply in January. So I submitted, I did my biometrics on the 16th. And if you know, if some of you that you're applying for Canada, you know that Canadian visa is not easy to get. They will ask for everything down to your blood type. Supply your blood. So we are sure that is the true blood. Praise God. So I applied um, on the 16th. I submitted my application on the 16th of January. I can never forget that day. And um, so when I submitted my application, my mind was like, pata pata, one month, six weeks. What's the big deal? Ain't no big deal. I've traveled before. So... I was just, I was just, you know, that kind of thing. Then, even when I submitted my application, I am Minister Ogo. For those of you who don't, don't know, she's the resident pastor's wife on the island. She's my friend. I'm going to be referring to her a lot as my bestie. 
But anyway, um, she had not submitted her application. So when I submitted, I called, I said, oh, God, you've not submitted. She said, ah, oh, this day. I said, submit, submit, submit. So Ogo now submitted January 30th, two weeks after me. I'm going somewhere. Just stay with me. So, and on paper, I was qualified, right? Because I had asked Minister Wale, Minister Wale processes visa. So I had asked him, ah, this kind of thing, the problem is so much. I said, no, 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 you have a valid U.S. visa. No problem. Once they see, all they want to see is that valid U.S. visa and you will get it. That's all they want to see. I said, okay, no problem. I had a valid U.S. visa. I had a valid U.K. visa. Minister Ogo had a valid U.K. visa. She didn't have U.S. visa. So come six weeks later, sometime in March, Ogo just called me one day and just said, Amaka, Hafa, Hafa, they've approved my visa. Oh. I say, hey. She said, yes, they even did it on Friday. And I waited till today to go and drop. If you see the way she was talking, I waited till today. <laughs> I waited today to go and drop, drop my, my passport. Hey. I said, hey. She said, they've not approved your own. <laughs> I said, no, they've not approved my own. She now said, no, go and check. They should have approved it now. You submitted before me now. They should have approved it. I said, okay, no problem. So I went online, I checked, and they did not approve. They had not, nothing, nothing. It's the way I submitted it. It's the way I saw it. So I was like, ah, nothing now. Nah. I'm going to this Canada. What's the big deal? And to show you the pride that I had, um, Ogo told me that what they do in Canada is that they will give you visa according to the validity of your passport. Do you understand? So if you have two years passport, they will give you a two years visa. And then my passport was expiring in one year. So, out of pride, I canceled my passport and reapply for a new one. Yes, now. Nah. I don't want two years. I don't want one year. I want ten years. Why are you laughing? <laughs> so, I said, I want ten years. So, I canceled my, my, my passport. And I did, did, did. In fact, that passport story in itself was even another one. But I canceled my passport and got my ten years passport. So, I got it in March. Ogo got her visa like late February. I got my passport in March. So whenever, before then, when Ogo asked, how far have they approved? I say, God is waiting for them to bring out my passport so that I can get 10 years visa. So visa, passport came out. No visa. Nothing. They didn't even say hello. Nothing. January, February went. March went. April was going. I now started emailing them. Um, I have an event. I have a conference. I didn't know the only boy I know. I have a conference. Blah, blah, blah. They will not even greet you. Say, we acknowledge. Nothing. Sometimes they will say, you get an auto, auto response that just says, if you haven't gotten your visa yet, go and check how long it takes for you to get visa in Nigeria. When you check that thing, that thing is what you call a faith killer. 400 days. If you check that in 400, and it increases. If you check today, it's 400. By tomorrow, 526 days. Don't be checking that thing, no. So, I was waiting for my visa. It wasn't coming out. In April, by the time we entered April, I started getting nervous, like anxious. Like, where is this visa now? I'm supposed to travel in May. Then one day, um, we have a city lead in Canada. He now sent me a message saying, Oh, I've bought all the local flights, right? Remember, we're going from city to city, so we need to buy local flights. So he said, I've bought all the local flights. So see me thinking that, okay, he had bought all the local flights for the people that have gotten visa, Abby, only for me to open the Excel, and the guy had bought my ticket too. I say, hey, which kind of visa is this one? I did not sleep that night, oh. I was in panic mode. In fact, I asked to ask him. I said, please, because me and you, we are talking on a daily basis. So you know that I'm waiting for my visa. So he now said that, ah, I now called him that, for me and you, as in, why did you buy my, my ticket? He said, uh-uh, but you say you are already in Canada. Because that was what I had been saying all along. Anytime anybody asks me, are you going to Canada? I will say, I'm already in Canada. I'm already in Canada. Sometimes, and in fact, every, every midweek, it was like clockwork because I sit beside Ogo. So once I sit down, like it's Ogawoton, Alpha, I say I'm already in Canada. I don't know what these people are doing, no, but I'm already in Canada. <laughs> Praise God. So he doesn't say, ah, but you said, and that's one of the things I will share. He said, but you said you're already in Canada, so I bought your tickets. I said, wow. 
That night I did not sleep. Oh. I started thinking of how I was going to refund God this morning. I started calculating, God, how am I going to refund you this morning? Hey, God's money cannot waste. Hey, 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 hey. Something, something. Ah. Thinking, anxiousness, never say. I wish I could tell you that. I was a woman of God. And as, as soon as I received the word, boldness arose in me. Peace of mind flew into my bosom. My brother, my sister, it's not true. I was very anxious and I was very nervous. So, come my son's birthday is in April. I saw, I saw Blessing, Mr. Blessing, in my, at my son's birthday. And she just looked at me and she said, I'm like, how far now? I said, don't worry, I don't know what these people are doing, no. I'm already in Canada. That was my statement. And then she said, okay, okay, no problem, no problem. Then like two days or three days later, Blessing calls me and says, send me your passport page. I should have asked. Why? But for some reason, I did not ask why. So I sent her my passport page. Then she sent me tickets. Double problem. I was thinking of how I was going to refund local tickets. Now I'm thinking of how I'm going to refund international tickets. I said, God, what kind of setup is this? I was like, what kind of setup is this? So I started praying. I started praying. I was like, God. So one day in May, early May, I think like May 2nd or 3rd, I usually have a prayer walk with God in the mornings. If I'm not walking, I'm just on my bed. You know, I, have, I spend some time with God in the morning. So, but that day, I was really burdened by this whole visa issue. So I was walking with God. And then the Holy Spirit said, Amaka, go and pack. I said, go and pack for what? He said, you are traveling. I said, where? He said, Amaka, what would you have done if you had the visa already? I said, but you know me now. I'm a planner. I don't leave anything to chance. I would have packed. I would have prepared because I'm leaving my children for a couple of days now. For three weeks. So I would have done uh-uh, food, clothing. I'm a planner now. I don't wait. Me, I'm the kind of person that if I'm traveling in December, by January, I already have a to-do list. I know what I'm doing. So he said, and I would have done my hair. I would have done my nails. He said, go and do all those things. So I got home. As soon as I entered the house, I just said, please, where's the bag? Is there a box? Do we have a box in this house? Is there a box? Bring down the box. And I started packing and preparing. So I booked hair appointment. I booked nail appointment. I booked lash. I, I booked everything. Everything bookable book. I did everything. Then the Sunday before we were supposed to travel, I was sitting here. How many of you know that Pastor K is a man of God? See, if you don't know, you don't know. But if you know, you know. So that day, Pastor K was um, preaching, and he talked about, um, he, put, he talked about, please put up the scripture that um, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe, and you receive. Do you all remember the four people that were standing here that day? Yes, I was sitting there. And you know the interesting thing is, as soon as I sat and Pastor K was talking about Canada talk, guess who Pastor Jeto's wife, Tuton, asked me, are you going to Canada? I said, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So anyway, Pastor K brought out the four people and he said, um, whatsoever you desire, right? He pointed at that guy. There was a desire guy. Do you remember? Pray. So there was desire, there was pray, there was believe, and there was receive. So as, I was, as Pastor K was preaching, I was having a conversation with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was saying, Amaka, do you desire? I said, I desire now. If I didn't desire, I wouldn't have applied. I won't be this anxious. I desire. He said, okay. Have you prayed? I said, Holy Spirit, you and I both know we don't pray. We don't pray and pray and pray. Then he said, do you believe? I said, I believe. He said, then go. I said, go. I said, go. And as I was sitting there, anxiety anxiety and fear this scripture that said God did not give you the spirit of fear there's a reason why you wrote it too I was anxious and I was afraid I said I should go I should go where am I going God and as I was sitting there like the devil that bastard that he is he now came and whispered to my ear hmm so you will go without visa 
have you heard of anybody getting to any country without visa before? Hmm. You will now go to the border. They will now bounce you. You that you have never been deported from anywhere in your life. So now, when you want to apply, I'm telling you what he was telling me because I remember it. Shall get to him, but I, I remember it. So he was saying that you will now get to, they will now deport you. So any future visa applications you have, when they ask you, have you been deported before? On record, it will be a yes. Don't go. This thing is not working. This thing is not working. So I was sitting there very anxious about it. And when we got into the car, we pastor came. I said, Papa, I have a question. He said, oh, yeah, what's the question? I said, you know when you talked about whatsoever you desire, receive, pray and receive? He said, yes. I said, then, will you be anxious if you're in faith? He said, yes. Especially when something you're looking for is time-bound. And the time is running out. Anxiety will be there. Fear will be there. But you must block it. Block it with prayer and with praise. So I took that word and I took that advice and I went home Sunday, Monday morning. I packed my bag heading to the Canada without a visa. Now, our Canada trip was en route America. So I had the tickets to get, at least I can get to America. And I believe that once I go to America, something has to happen for me to cross that border. So I entered the plane. Let me tell you, I think that was one of the worst flights I've ever entered. Not because the airline wasn't good, but because I wasn't okay. I was anxious. I was like, which kind of Allah be this? I could have just sat in Nigeria, je, 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 and be okay, and be eating amalambegiri, and be greeting them from far. I thought, all kinds of things. I was very nervous. But in between, um, in between the flights, um, we were researching, because we did a lot of research. How are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? And then we discovered that I could, I could get what you call an emergency visa. So if I have an emergency, whether it's a family thing or a business thing, I held on to that business one. That, ah, this is business now. This one is not personal gain now. So this business one. So I, I was just thinking, I'll get an emergency visa. I'll get an emergency visa. And in between the flights, Pastor Gay would just look at me and say, ah, Maka, eh, so how far? How far now? How far now? I said, Papa, I'm already in Canada. I'm already in Canada. I said, I said, I did not leave my family, my children, my work to come to America. I can go to America anytime I want. I am already in Canada. So we go to America and um, the remaining people entered a flight to Canada. There I was in the airport in New York. I waved them bye-bye. I now got um, a hotel in Canada. In New York, sorry. In New York. And I was staying in the hotel. So that was, we landed on Tuesday. I slept overnight on Tuesday into Wednesday. Now, Wednesday morning, early morning, I woke up. You know, jet lag now. I've been away since 2 a.m. So I woke up and I went to the embassy. Now, side joke, Nigeria, we are suffering. If you go to an embassy in Nigeria, if you see the armor truck and the AK-47, you will think we are at war. Embassy in America is not like that too. It's a building complex, like every building complex. You enter like every normal human being. There's, no, there's none of that. So that was the first thing that shocked me. So I went to the reception, and the person now said, I went to the receptionist, and the person said to me, um, um, I said, I want to go to the Canadian embassy. The person now said, are you a Canadian? I said, no, I'm not a Canadian, but I need an emergency visa. And I said, well... You can't go there. You can't go to the embassy. I'm going to send you to a VFS office. Now, please understand. And I'm taking my time to share this testimony because you need to understand the steps. When I go through the steps, you will understand it. The VFS office they are sending me to is the same VFS office I submitted my application at in January. How is that helpful? I thought to myself that if I get to the embassy, I can see somebody that will have mercy on me. That if they see me and I say, I have emergency, and maybe if I cry a few drops of tears, they will have mercy on me. But again, I didn't even pass the front desk officer. 
they sent me to VFS. And VFS office, they, are not, they don't determine visas. They are simply administrative. What I mean is that they collect all your documents and forward it to the people that will determine whether or not you will get a visa. So they, they are not decision makers and they cannot make any decision. So I was thinking to myself that is it not the same block road I had in Nigeria that I'm having here in New York? But the Holy Spirit said, Amaka, let's go. I said, where should we go? I said, okay. So I, I was walking, I was playing, I was praying. When I got to the VFS office, the lady I met was a black lady. She was in cubicle four. And as I sat in front of her, I told her my problem. She now looked at me. She said, hmm, I don't know how I can help you. Ha, these Canada people, they are very funny. Let me tell you, a mother and a child can apply together. They will approve the mother. They won't approve the child. I don't know how these people are. They're very funny. They're very funny. She now, saw, she now gave me one sheet of paper that had like 20 emails. She now said, this is what you will do. You see all these emails. Start emailing them one by one, one by one. <laughs> that if you, and don't do it once. Just be doing it every hour, every hour, every hour. Maybe by the time you finish emailing all of them, Somebody will respond. I looked at this lady. Do you know how much email I've sent since from Nigeria? As she was talking, a guy in cubicle one that was attending to somebody stood up and walked to cubicle four and said, you are looking for an emergency visa. I can help you. And he now said, he now said to me, but do you have proof? No. So he now said to me, I can't guarantee, but I will try. So he went inside, spoke to his supervisor, came back out and said, do you have evidence that this thing is an emergency? I say, evidence? I am evidence. I am the mother of evidence. You need evidence? He said, yes, I need evidence. And I need you to go and print out every evidence that you have. As I was about to turn, the black lady, remember that said she can't help me. She said, now I can help you. This is where you will go to print out your evidence, which was like a two-minute walk from where I was. So I walked to the store. I, print, I spent like $100. Evidence. Ah, send me accommodation. Send me this. Send me that. Ah, I had evidence. If not evidence, I get evidence. So I, sent, I took my evidence and I went, to the, I went back. I gave it to the man. He collected. He told me, sit down. As I was sitting there, I was speaking in tongues. So me sit down. I took, he took my evidence, took it in, and came back out. I said, don't worry, just sit down. So his supervisor came out, handed me back all my evidence, and said to me that the woman she wanted to speak to on my behalf is not in the office today. But she has sent her an email, and hopefully we would hear something by tomorrow. But remember, no promises. I said, I held on to that hope. I held on to it. You say no promise. I, I say from, I held on to it. And I went home. So I went home um, to the hotel in New York. And I slept. I woke up the following morning, everything. As I was lying down there. Now, before I left, I was sure to collect that woman's email before I left. So as I was lying down, just chilling, the Holy Spirit said again. And remember, all this while I'm telling you, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. And there's a reason why I'm saying all these things. The Holy Spirit now said again, I'm going to stand up and take a bath now. I said, where am I going? And he said, I want you to be ready when they call you. I said, okay. I got up. I took a bath. Um, I was hungry, so I wanted to go out and get something to eat. So before I went, Holy Spirit said, send that lady an email. So I sent her an email that, oh, remember me? I spoke to you yesterday, blah, blah, blah. Please help me back. Closed my laptop. Went to get something to eat. On my way back in the elevator, Holy Spirit again said, go and check your email. As soon as I opened my email, the woman had responded. In fact, she had responded five minutes after I had sent the original email. Your visa has been approved. Go ahead and check. Your, the, there's a platform you use to check whether your visa. Go and check your, the platform to see if you've gotten that email. I checked the platform. I didn't get an email. And I responded, I don't have any email. However, I'm on my way to your office. <laughs> I'm on my way to your office. So when I got to the office, and they kept on saying, you've not got an email, don't worry. You, anyway, eventually the email came into my box. I needed to, the man that I met in cubicle one, remember, he was an, he's an Indian man. 
an unbeliever. See, God can use anybody. Anybody, anybody. He, I sat in, he was the one helping me on the day. So as I sat in front of him, bear in mind, this is a Thursday. Our conference was starting on Saturday. So I sat in front of him, and then he looked at me and said, isn't it wonderful that if you are in the right place at the right time, things can happen? And then he looked at me and said, Madam, you must have done something good in your former life because this must be karma or something. I said, my brother, is not karma, it's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus, it's Jesus, it is God, it is God. It's not karma, there's no karma, it is God. He now said, I feel a nudge to help you. Now, see, the person that couldn't print for me the day before, I needed to print a document. He went to print it and sorted it. And second miracle was, it takes about 48 hours or 72 hours to get my passport back, right? This is Thursday. Event was on Saturday. So more than likely, I should have gotten it maybe Monday or Tuesday the following week. So as I was sitting there and the guy was going through all the processes, I looked at, at him and said, when will I get my passport? He looked up and said, I will make sure you get your passport by 3 p.m. tomorrow, Friday. Come Friday, 3 p.m., I walked into that embassy, got my 10 years visa. 10 years visa. 10 years visa. 10 years visa. People of God. 10 years visa. Now, why am I telling you this? What have I learned from this story that you need to learn? Because remember, I'm not special. It's not because I'm a pastor or I'm anybody. On paper, I should have gotten it in two weeks. On paper. I mean, somebody that has, I've been traveling since I was a baby. So if it's travel history, my sister Agaram, with all due respect. So what on earth? Somebody that schooled in the UK and came back. Is it now Canada? What am I? Somebody with two children in the, in the Nigeria. Is it, if I want to even Japan, I go at least go US first. And then be doing, my children have US visa. At least. So on paper, I was in the right position to get it. But for whatever reason, the devil tried to circumvent it. But there is God. There is a God. Now, what have I learned? I'm just going into my learning. And I'm going to run through it. Number one, it starts with a desire. You see that thing that Pastor K did? It's profound. It's profound. You have to have a desire. Desire. And I'm not just talking about hope or wishful thinking. Because I could have wanted to go to Canada and not applied. That one is still hope. And many of you, you want to be, you are dreaming that God, I want to be successful. But you don't have a job. Or you are not doing something with your hand. You are still hoping for success. You are still longing for success. It has not entered desire. When it is a desire, you will take steps it takes for you to get there. No matter how little, how little, how little, you must have a desire. And then when you have a desire, you pray. He said, if you ask anything according to my will. Now, please, your desire should not be to carry another man's husband. It's not the will of God. Right? You must have a godly desire. And how do you know it's godly? See, desiring to be rich is godly. Don't let anybody tell you it's evil. It's godly. It's godly. He says, above all, I wish you prosper and be in wealth, even as your, uh, be in health as your soul prospers. Do you understand? So good health is a desire. You should not be sick. Do you understand? The first thing is to desire. 1 John 5 verse 14. I'm just going to list it. The second thing is you must have relationship. And the relationship I mean is the relationship with the Holy Spirit. All through this journey, I kept on saying, the Holy Spirit said, and I asked. 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 See, that is a relationship. He's telling me what to do, and I'm asking why. 
And then he will tell me again. He will say, sometimes he will not even answer you. He will just say, my friend, will you move? And that's why we are always shouting in, in church, have a personal time of worship. Have a personal time of prayer. Study your Bible. Study your book. Learn to hear from God for yourself. We're always shouting it. Why? Because when your faith needs that relationship to work. See, the Bible says faith without work is dead. But faith without Holy Spirit-inspired work is dead. Because it's the Holy Spirit that will tell you, go here, don't go here. Move here, don't move. The Bible says, I will guide you on the pathway for life. See, that guiding is the Holy Spirit guiding you what to do. So how will you, how you go do them? If you don't have that personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. You see, the Bible says that my sheep know my voice. And I know that they will not follow. See, let me tell you, during that time of trial, there were many voices. There were many voices. If not for the fact that I'm used to being led by the Holy Spirit, I would not have been able to differentiate between my voice. Because sometimes I was speaking. Because sometimes in my mind I'll be saying, look, this is not a do or die affair. If you don't go to Canada, what will happen? This is me. Oh. This is my own flesh. Amaka, if you don't go to Canada, what will happen? I said, I beg, I cannot come and go and die. There is America. Even that Canada self, are they even really born again? Are they really Christians there? They are doing, will, my mind, I will start talking to myself, discouraging myself. That's one voice. Then you have the devil, that bastard. He never fails. He must come to say, hmm, this faith thing, it doesn't work, oh. And then there's the Holy Spirit. Amaka, go and park. Amaka, take a step here. I know you think that place is a dead end, but keep going to that VFS office. Keep moving. So you must have a relationship with the Holy Spirit to be able to put your faith to work. Very key. Very, very key. Because some of you will say, I believe God for something. I believe God. And it did not work. It did not work. It did not work. It did not work. You, when they were telling you, go left and you went right. Uh-huh. When they were telling you, my daughter, don't even do anything. Don't even do anything. Just be still. No, I must take action steps. It is action that they say action, action. See, you cannot go, you cannot come on Peter's come. You cannot walk on water on Peter's come. You must hear your own come with your own name on it. Because Ogo and I got the same result. But her journey and my journey for that same result were two different things. Her journey was simply go and apply and get. And they did not just give her. They gave her husband. They gave her children. I said, what is this? They, and I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not jealous of my friend. I love her. But I'm just trying to show you that she had a different journey. My journey was different. My journey brought me to this altar to tell you. My journey brought me to this altar to tell you today. So you must have a relationship. Number three, you must listen and obey. No matter how crazy it sounds. Because sometimes it's crazy. Because to me, when I was entering that plane, I was saying, this is madness. Who goes to the abroad Without visa. What kind of thing is this, Holy Spirit? It may sound crazy, but that's just the way God works. See, the reason why it's crazy is because the testimony has to be sweeter. The testimony has to be what? Sweeter. 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 So, Listen and obey no matter how crazy it is. Number four, this is a big one. Block out anxiety with prayer and worship. Because when you're believing God for something, you may become anxious, especially when it's time-bound. See, when you're believing God for something, your best weapon is worship. You know what worship does? Worship reduces the issue and elevates God. That's what worship does. And when you're believing God for something, your worship is deeper. Worship songs become even, how do I say, it becomes even more real. Worship songs become more real to you. There's a way 
Now, if, for example, you are somebody that all you know is, I'm unavailable. You will be unavailable for the blessing. You will be unavailable for what? For the blessing. There were some worship songs that I, I wanted to, I, I don't know if I have time. This, I now know how Pastor K feels. When I'll be eyeing him, Papa is come down now, come down now. I'm not looking at you. I'm preaching. Praise God. The worship songs become deeper. You must, you must pray because look, a lot of us truncate the glory or the joy because we are afraid. Because of fear. And let me tell you, from this experience, anybody that comes to tell me that they're afraid now, I can understand. Because to be honest, I was anxious. I was, and you would think that somebody that has experienced God so many times won't be anxious. But I was. I was very anxious and very nervous. So worship, worship, the battle of the mind, the battle of the mind, worship, praise the Lord. Number five, stick to it. Keep believing. Keep believing. Keep saying. Keep declaring. Don't stop. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Keep talking. Keep de- See, in fact, I said I'm in Canada so much. Sometimes, in fact, one of my... So because I'm in management in my office, we schedule our, our what do you call it, vacations in a way that two of us are not out of the office at the same time. Because one of us must be in the office at every given point in time. So my colleague had flown to Ireland. She knew that I had applied for a visa, right? And I was waiting. In fact, she applied for an Irish visa, maybe like in March. By April, it came out. Me, January. April, I was still there. So she kept on saying, oh, have you? So when she came back from Ireland, she said, oh, Amaka, Hafa, Hafa, have you gotten your visa? I've gotten my visa. When did you get it? I've gotten it. So they, so they approved it. When did they approve it? It has been approved. <laughs> because I can't lie. You understand? It has, so you're going to Canada, Abby? I said, I'm already in Canada. In fact, when I was in Canada, some, one of the, uh, when I was in New York, sorry, one of the um, people, one of our city leads in New York called me and said, ah, she heard I didn't get a visa and that I will not be able to make it. I said, who told you that? He said, ah, this social person said I won't be able to make it. I said, I don't know what that person is talking about. I will see you in Canada. And the problem is that if you don't stick, if you just make a mistake like this, and sleep, your faith will go down. Just make a mistake and say, oh God, oh why me, oh why me? That why me? That why me? You've crashed your faith. You must stay consistent. You must constantly be speaking what you want to see, yo. You must, con- look, when I was pregnant, another faith journey, when I was pregnant with my second daughter, I had had a miscarriage first. Before I got, my, I was pregnant with my second daughter, my daughter, my daughter now. I don't have a second, my daughter now. Hey, God. <laughs> you people, my daughter now. <laughs> I want you, Jesus Christ. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> when I was pregnant with my daughter, because I had had a miscarriage, I don't know what, but every time I went to the hospital, the doctor said this is a threatened miscarriage. Every time. In fact, some of you, if you knew me when I was pregnant, I was walk, always walking like this. It's not that the baby was heavy. It was, I was in constant pain throughout my pregnancy. Constant excruciating pain. Throughout my pregnancy, every time the doctor said, 13 miscarriage, I said, child, we had already born. He said, you know, I know that all you Christians, um, um, you know, believe in faith and all that. I look at, I say, faith, I say, I have given birth. I've done baby dedication. I've moved. The thing that God has told me concerning this child, it must come to pass in this earth. So what are you saying? Then another time he will say, eh, it looks like you have fibroid. I say, fa. My brother, look where now the baby body bomb bomb just they sit out. I said, look where. You, so you have to be consistent. If you let fear enter into you, you can't truncate the blessing. Praise God. Number six, every trial, 
is an opportunity to build your confidence in your faith. Every trial, no matter what you are going through, is an opportunity to use your faith. No matter, no matter, it says the just shall live by faith, which means that whether it is financial, your solution is faith. Whether it is marital, your solution is faith. Whether it is a child, your solution is faith. Whether it is visa, your solution is faith. And it's an opportunity for you to build on your existing. Because you have faith. You have faith. You just need to build on what you currently have. And how can you build on it? You will use it. You must use it. If every result you have is from the work that you have done, you have missed an opportunity to live a supernatural life. To experience something on a supernatural level. See, let me tell you, every miracle, it's not, it's not just by decide. This thing that happened to me, some of you may say, ah, that what is this, what's the big deal now? It's obvious now, she had American visa. She, some of us, we never even traveled before. How we go do that? How we go do that? Look. <laughs> if this, what I'm telling you, does not ignite faith in you, there's a problem. Because God is, see, my journey is that I had all these things. Yes, but your own journey is sweeter. You don't have any. Your own testimony is deeper. Do you understand? So you must, you must take that challenge and don't look at it and say, ah, it's all over, I'm dead. That challenge should be, oh, wow, I get to use my faith. Something gets, some testimony needs to be birthed inside of me. Do you understand? Don't take, don't, don't give up. Christians, we give up too easily. We run to man too quickly. My brother should help me. My sister should help me. You run too quickly. Too quickly. God is always looking for opportunities to show himself to you. To show you what you, with your faith, are capable of bringing out. What you are capable of birthing. Because ye are God's. If God can birth this whole earth, imagine the earth you can birth for yourself. God is always looking for an opportunity to show you that you have faith. But you truncate it too quickly. See, this testimony, God had to show me again why this testimony is wow. Um, I, I can't remember which city we were in, but we're on, some of us were on social media. And somebody, a very popular comedian was apologizing to his fans that he couldn't make a concert, his program in Canada. Now, if I mention this person's name, you all know him, but I will not mention his name. Now, this man had traveled to Canada many times, many, many times. And he had traveled all over the world, I assume, but he had traveled many times. But for some reason, the way my visa was not approved... His zone was not approved. The man had a, an agent that he paid to assist him to getting that visa. He still didn't get it. See, the man went to three different visa offices. He went to the New York one that I went to. He went to Atlanta. He went to Houston. In fact, he even went to the border. And they still sent him back. Who am I? Somebody that is popular, well-known. All they needed to do was Google. Google his name. And you would see different things pop up about him. They didn't give him visa. I went to New York office once. While I was in cubicle four. God sent an unbeliever in cubicle one. So come and meet me to help me. So every child is an opportunity. And when you get your results... The last point. Oh, what a joy. What a joy. Every time I think about this testimony, I break down and I cry. And I say, God, who am I that you are mindful of me? I felt like David. Like, God, who am I that you are mindful of me? There's a joy. There's a joy that comes with knowing that you prayed, you desired, you prayed, you believed, 
you got your results. There's a just unending joy. Unending joy. And I declare over you, your faith will not fail you. Let's rise to our feet. Let's just begin to declare, my faith will not fail me. I too would have a testimony. I too will get the same results. My faith will not fail me. My faith will not fail me. When there's a trial, I will believe in you, O God. You will be my only choice. You will be my only choice. My faith would arise within me. It may not come the way I want it, but it will come. I believe, oh God, when I Anxiety rises up within me. Ah, my heart and my spirit will be settled. In trying times, I will turn to you. In difficult times, I will turn to you. My faith will not fail me. In Jesus' name, let's stretch our hands towards the communion. Stay what you can come forward. Let's pray. Let's declare over this communion. This is the body and the blood of Christ. It will renew our strength. It will renew our faith. In the name of Jesus. 